Hello, St. Louis, and welcome to the STL Leaders Podcast, hosted by Brian Bisking. Brian started this weekly podcast to give a voice to leaders of our community, to share their story, their journey, and the lessons that they have learned along the way. Brian grew up in a small town outside of St. Louis, where he watched his father run a small business and was always interested in how the leaders in his community got where they are. Whether it's a local business leader, a philanthropist, or a celebrity, these are your STL leaders. Join us today, where we will chat with another pillar of our community on this week's episode of the STL Leaders Podcast. And now, your host, Brian Bisking. Hello, St. Louis, and welcome to the STL Leaders Podcast. We have a great episode with today with Kelly Bamer of Berkshire Hathaway. But before we get to that, I want to thank my four great sponsors. First, Enterprise Bank and Trust, Synchrony HR, NWO IT Services, and the Tom James Company. Crafted using your exact measurements, custom clothing is the perfect expression of who you are or who you intend to be. It's about getting what you want, the right fit, the right fabric, the right details, the right style. Ben Lawler with the Tom James Company helps you choose from over 500 custom suit fabrics and 250 custom dress shirt fabrics. He can help you build your entire wardrobe, including suits, shirts, trousers, sports coats, and even custom tuxedos. To learn more, visit www.stlleaders.com. And now to this week's episode with Kelly Bamer. On this week's episode, we welcome Kelly Bamer. Kelly Bamer is with Berkshire Hathaway and the Bamer team. She is a 2020 Chairman's Circle Diamond Award winner with the Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, which is top of the network. Half of 1% of realtors get this award. She's an amazing person, an amazing realtor, and the best in St. Charles County. It is my honor to welcome Kelly to the show. Kelly Bamer, welcome to the STL Leaders Podcast. Hi, Brian. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So I'm excited to kind of dive in on some real estate topics. Obviously, the housing market is uh, booming right now. Obviously, uh, for those who don't know, my wife and I just sold our house, building a house. And so we've been we're right in the mix of all of this. And you've been uh, amazing and helping us. And I know there's a lot of questions around um, around real estate for, the, for a lot of people. And so I'm excited to kind of talk about it today. Yeah, absolutely. And appreciate your family's uh, commitment and loyalty to the Bamer team and uh, appreciate the opportunity to talk to people today about something I love and that's real estate. Absolutely. So let's kind of start in the beginning. Uh, growing up, where'd you grow up? How'd you get into real estate? How, do, how did that process transpire? So yeah, I, I grew up in St. Charles. I'm lifelong St. Charles person, uh, specifically 63301 for those people who uh, we are proudly from the 01. And uh, yeah, grew up in St. Charles. I've always lived in St. Charles. And uh, just in, far, in terms of real estate, you know, my family's always had a love for real estate. My dad works for a home builder. He builds houses. Um, my mom um, started as an interior decorator, started decorating display homes, and then moved into real estate. And although I loved homes, 
we, we joke that when we were growing up, our family, uh, a Saturday afternoon drive was going to open houses and touring model homes. So we've always been around homes. Um, I always wanted to be a teacher. I, there, that was what I wanted to do. I never saw myself doing anything else. So I uh, went to St. Charles West High School, because I know you're going to ask me, St. <laughs> Charles West High School, and, um, and, and then went um, to college to become a teacher and taught for a number of years and uh, decided along the way to make a career change. And so what, what, what prompted you to make that career change? What was, was it just because your family is all kind of revolving around the real estate industry or, or what was it? Well, so of course that was kind of always in, you know, in the background because that's what the rest of my family was doing. And so a lot of your family dinners and that you would talk about, you know, houses and real estate and I've always loved that. But to be honest, you know, um, I love teaching. I loved educating and guiding and, and working with young people, but at the same time, um, you know, teaching isn't the most uh, financially rewarding career. It's rewarding in a lot of other ways, but not financially as, as, uh, as a lot of people know. And so um, you always had to have kind of a, a side thing, you know, a summer and a weekend opportunity to supplement your income. So uh, because of my family's background, you know, I started to, to do that more part-time and on the evenings and weekends. And to be honest with you, I became as passionate about real estate as I was about teaching. And it, there was an obvious time to make a change. Absolutely. Well, yeah, my wife is a teacher, so I understand the financial piece of it uh, all too well. Um, so when did real estate really, I mean, you're one of the top agents uh, I know in St. Charles County, probably all of the St. Louis area. Um, I don't know the exact numbers, but we'll get into that here a little bit later. Uh, but w- when did it take off? And and talk to me about, I mean, there's people who've been in real estate their whole life and don't hit the numbers that you guys hit. So from the Bamers team perspective, when did, when did real estate start to really flourish for you? And that's a great question. Um, so my mom, Linda and I are business partners. We are the team leaders on the Bamer team and our history in real estate, we started in new homes. So we both sold new homes for a number of years. Um, I did, she did full time after, after decorating model homes is when she started selling those homes. And she did that for a while. And then I started helping, you know, summers and weekends when I was teaching and then also transitioned to doing that full time. So we both sold uh, new homes, new construction for local home builder during the time that we were experiencing in the market in the early 2000s, like we're kind of like what we're experiencing right now. So we did that for a number of years, but then in, to be quite honest, in the downturn of the market um, back in 2009, when it wasn't, um, you know, new construction was being, uh, feeling the effects of the recession in the economy. And so we decided to make the change over to brokerage and to be honest, a lot of people really were scratching their heads. Why are you getting into the real estate market at a time that it's not really strong? And we were excited about it and we didn't know any different. That was the market we knew because we had never done brokerage in the, in the you know great market. We were doing new construction. So it was kind of a, a fresh avenue for us. And so we took off and, and you know started the Bamer team. Linda actually did it about a year before I made that break from new construction and came over. We started the Bamer team. And to be honest, we've just gone ever since. I would say, you know, for us, um, looking back, the, the, I would say probably about 2013 that we realized our business wasn't something that we were just going to be able to do just the two of us. And, and the team avenue was definitely going to be what we needed to continue to provide the best service to our clients. Absolutely. Well, I'm, I know probably more than most listening to this episode, but the amount of hours that you and your team put in, um, I don't know how the heck you do it. 
I, I honestly don't. I mean, I know I put a lot of hours in my job and then the podcasts and the evenings and, and things along those lines, but you guys work at a level that I've never seen before. And I got to assume my next question that ties into that, but you know, what drives the success of your team? How do you guys continue to year over year, put up the numbers that you're, that you put up? Thank you for acknowledging the hard work. Um, I'm one of those people that I think no matter what your career path is and what your drive is, it, it takes hard work to achieve success. There's very few industries and jobs out there that you don't achieve success without a lot of hard work. But I think not everybody realizes that. So thanks for acknowledging that for all professions. Um, and, and I would say what drives success, to be honest, is helping people. We love to help people. Helping people achieve the dream of home ownership, whether it's their first house or their second or their third or whatever it is, helping people really drives our success. We take so much pride in working with people and seeing their happiness and excitement at the closing table and beyond. And secondly is our happy clients. I mean, just the, the our business is very, very much referral-based. Um, about 80% of our business is, is truly referral-based. And you don't get that without a lot of happy clients. And that's that's really a big driver for us, for our success. Absolutely. So, so 2020, you were Chairman Circle, Diamond Award, uh, top half of 1% of the network. Is that nationwide? I mean, what does that mean to you guys? It is. So yeah, the Berkshire Hathaway um, franchise is just amazing. And we are so appreciative of the opportunities that we're given through this company to not only better ourselves and become the best we can at our craft, but really what it provides to our clients. People um, don't always realize that when you market with the Bamer team, you have the power of the Berkshire Hathaway brand behind you in that marketing. And this um, this brokerage, not just Berkshire Hathaway Select here in St. Louis, but Berkshire Hathaway Nationwide as a real estate company, is full of amazing, uh, absolutely amazing top tier professionals in every market that they're in. And so being recognized in that group just truly says that you're up there with the best of the best. And it's it's truly an honor and an accomplishment, especially when we get to meet the other people who are achieving at that level. Um, it's very humbling to, to be in that group. Absolutely. Well, and again, hats off. I I know every profession has president's clubs and all these different kind of clubs that you can do to be the top performers in your organization, but this isn't the first time you guys have won that award. And so uh, it obviously is a huge testament to the work and the work ethic um, and the business that you guys not only have at your organization, but that you put in for your clients. Um, so let's, let's switch gears a little bit, but let's, and let's stay on the realtor topic. Um, Cause you know, you know, my wife and I uh, just ironically, two years ago, you know this well, uh, we got into a position where uh, I had a house, she had a house, we decided let's sell them both and let's combine into one home. And so we did that. And uh, at the time, I didn't know you, uh, my, my wife kind of had kind of knew you. Um, and so we talked to probably two or three realtors trying to figure out who do we utilize. Um, and thankfully, by the recommendation of my sister in law, Lisa, uh, she recommended that that we use you, and she said you will not regret it. And obviously, we haven't uh, at all. Um, but what do you think makes a good realtor versus is a great realtor? And for people listening, what are things that they should be thinking about when they're uh, trying to decide who they should list their house with or who they should utilize to buy a house? That's those are all great questions. So I think there's there's so many things that separate you know good from great. Um, a couple things that. It is interesting probably for people to know is in the real estate market, 80% um, of the agents do 20% of the business and vice versa. 
Right. So you have, you know, 20% of the agents are doing 80% of the business. And there's a reason for that. You know, your, your top tier performers are, you know, taking it serious. It's a full-time career. It's not something part-time, something they do on the side or something, a hobby. And so that's a really, um, so I also think that activity breeds activity. So people want to work with agents who are doing, um, a fair amount of business and doing it successfully. And I think the best thing that you bring to the table is the variety of experiences that you can have by doing a lot of transactions because every transaction is different. And we have a philosophy at Berkshire Hathaway Select. It's every day of school, truly is, because I don't care how many real estate transactions you've done, you'll always learn something new. You'll always have something come up. And so really it's it by working with, you know, somebody who's, who does a lot of business, it, it brings, once again, activity brings activity, but also you bring that experience to the table. Um, one of the things that we are really proud of on the Bamer team that we think sets us apart is every real estate agent is going to quote market your home, right? You're going to market your home. But so much of what we do that we think sets us apart is strategy. Went to a seminar years ago, very wonderful speaker. And he said, every person who interviews for your job, just like you said, you interviewed a couple agents, they're all going to do this. They're going to do this. They're going to do this. What is your 20%? What's your 20% that's going to make you different than what everybody else is going to do and focus on that. And I think we do that really well. We do the same things that everybody else does, but we, what we have that 20% that makes us different and better. Um, and I think ours, a lot of it focuses on strategy and you know that from having a couple um, successful um, outcomes with our team in the marketing sense. We don't just do something because, well, that's how you do it. We do it because there's a reason behind it. We study online marketing trends. We know, for example, how many pictures the average consumer looks at before they decide if they're going to continue to look at this home online or if they're going to discard this one and move on in their search. Even just down to little things like that, we study the strategy of the consumer and the marketing, and then we help implement the strategy that works best for our client. And when we get to that, we don't say to the client, well, this is what we do and how we do, and this is how you're going to do it. We say, here's a variety of strategies that we think could lead to a successful sale of your home. Which one of these strategies is going to work best for you and your family? And we try to work together with them. And that might be combining more than one strategy, but um, how, how are we going to approach that? The next thing I think is communication. Most problems arise because of lack of or poor communication. And so we really pride ourselves on just trying to be excellent communicators throughout the process because we find that that just affects every aspect of the transaction. And at the end of the day, Brian, I think for the Bamer team, we care about the client more than we care about the commission. Obviously, we're, this is this is our livelihood. This is our right. career. This is how we, you know, pay our mortgage and feed our families. But at the end of the day, um, you know, we want happiness for our clients. We want them to select the right home. And I recently, just this past weekend, was showing property with a family and um, the parents are involved in the transaction and said, thank you for caring enough about our family in this transaction to help them understand what's important to them. Yeah. I yeah. felt they were going to buy a house that wasn't the right fit for them. And I didn't tell them that, but I asked questions that helped them determine how they saw themselves in this home long-term. And through those, they figured out that it really wasn't the right house. At the end of the day, I cared more about them than I did about selling the house. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I can remember back to the first time uh, we worked with you and Linda, uh, I asked Linda, I was trying to sell a house in Freeburg, Illinois, and had been on the market for six months in a housing market that houses were going, well, my wife's house had seven contracts on it within two hours, right? So 
I was so concerned and so confused on why a house 45 minutes from St. Charles in a rural town in Illinois was not selling. And one thing that Linda did was she said, give me the link. I will look at it and I will give you my opinion and advice. She wasn't making any commission on that. She, she wasn't going, that, that wasn't going to, you know, change the outcome of, of her day, but she took the time out of her day to give me some feedback um, uh, that could help me. Right. And so the caring part is obviously a big piece. The other big piece I really want to highlight there is the marketing piece. I, I wholeheartedly agree that marketing and how you market not only your business, but the strategy of selling that house um, is, is crucial. Right. And I think you, if you look at um, realtor.com, Zillow.com, which obviously I've been doing a lot in the last uh, four or five months, sometimes I look at listings and I see the pictures that are out there um, for a coming soon. And they're, and I literally think to my head into myself in my head, what were they thinking? Right. And so, um, because you're right, somebody like myself who has ADD, something terrible, I'll look at the first, I don't, I me, me probably first two pictures and I'm gone. Uh, and the really things I care about, what's the outside look like front yard? What's the backyard look like? Those are the two things that are most important to me. My wife will look at the kitchen, obviously in the master bedroom. But, um, so I think the marketing piece is obviously very, very crucial to that. And now for a quick break, we bring in our sponsor enterprise bank and trust member FDIC. Enterprise Bank and Trust knows that every business and every person is unique. That's why they get to know you in a way that the large financial institutions don't. They are our banking partner here at the STL Leaders Podcast, and I highly recommend that you check them out. To learn more, visit enterprisebank.com. And now, back to this week's episode of the STL Leaders Podcast. Talk to me about the current real estate market. Obviously, you know, we listed our house last Friday and by, you know, we told people we'd review those contracts on Monday and we had two offers and my house went over asking price. Um, obviously the market is very hot right now. Do you see that trend continuing or where do you see the market, the, the real estate market going? You know, it's a great question. It's probably the number one question I've, I'm asked all the time, regardless of the market conditions. Um, uh, Linda and I have a joke. We should just go to Panera every day because at Panera, we always run into somebody who says, how's the market? What's going to happen? You know, <laughs> and uh, we, we, of course, we love to talk about it. I think that it's, you know, we, we're not really sure what's going to happen this year. Obviously, coming off of um, a very unusual year of 2020, where I think, you uh, I'm sure everybody's seeing these conversations where like one year ago today, one year ago today, well, you know, a year ago, we, we didn't really know what was going to happen. If you would have told me on, you know, March 15th of last year that we were going to end 2020 up 30%, I, I would have probably laughed at you because I don't think we knew we finished 2020 up 30% despite wow. the pandemic. Um, however, I think 2021 is going to be an interesting year. Um, I, I can't really say that I know exactly what's going to happen, nor do you, nor does anybody else. But I think a few things that are going to affect the market this year. Number one is the interest rates. Uh, there's definitely a lot of movement in those interest rates here recently. And so I think if anybody is considering any type of real estate transaction, whether it's buying, selling, refinancing, they have to talk to their trusted financial uh, mortgage professional because it, it is changing and, and there move, there's movement. So we have to be on top of that. And that is really going to have an effect on the housing market this year, either direction. Um, I also think that we have had so many consecutive strong years in real estate that we've taken a lot of buyers and sellers out of the market. Many people who've been considering a move have 
have made that move. So that may affect a little bit. And we're seeing, we have, we have very limited inventory. And I think a lot of that is happening because so many people have recently moved to accommodate, you know, the needs of their family. However, we also have a lot of family needs that have changed. So what COVID did is it changed life for everyone, right? It may have changed your job. It may have changed your work environment. It may have made you work from home um, and all types of things have changed. So change always brings on the need for change of your housing needs. So I, I look for all of those factors to kind of come together. I'm hoping that we have a really strong, you know, 2021 um, and, and hoping that we can just see still great outcomes for our buyers and sellers. But what we need is listings. Um, there are still more buyers out in the market than there are homes for sale. So whether or not those listings actually come on the market is really going to determine the success of the overall market. There are not enough homes out there right now for buyers who want to buy them. Do you think that the building market is um, in demand as well because of that? It is. Yeah. The, the building market is definitely feeling um, the success um, largely in part to the limited inventory in the resale market. Many people have become frustrated. They can't find exactly what they're looking for or they're, um, time at home in 2020 with COVID has really helped them focus in on what their specific needs are for their family. And they've become very in tune to that. And building has been the best option for them to truly check as many boxes as possible for them in their new home. So I do think it, that the lack of inventory has helped the market, but also have uh, other conditions for new homes. Absolutely. So what do you think is the biggest mistake that a buyer or a seller can make when, that's, when it comes to real estate? So I love this question and, and kind of preparing and knowing you were going to ask me that I, I talked with our team a little bit and kind of shot some ideas around and it's, it's always an interesting conversation. Uh, I think first and foremost, the, the, you know, the biggest thing, the biggest mistake that people make is not choosing a full-time professional to help them with their real estate needs. At the end of the day, this is the biggest investment that you're making at this point in your life. And why would you do that with somebody who's not fully committed to you and the services that you need? So working with a full-time professional um, is, is critical and key. Um, and then as it breaks down for buyers and sellers, um, I think the biggest mistake that sellers can make is they think their house is going to sell no matter what. No matter what, because every time they turn on the TV and the rates of seller's market, it's a seller's market and houses are selling over list price. And so they think that no matter what they do, their house is going to sell and it's going to sell for top dollar. And so they disregard the recommendations of their professional trusted real estate professional for pricing and for presentation. So as you know, because you um, and your wife have always given us beautifully well-presented homes uh, because of your phenomenal. Well, let's be clear. That's my wife. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't want to discredit you, Brian, but yes, uh, she has phenomenal taste, but you, you know, you guys haven't needed a lot of suggestions for presentation, but many sellers do. Many sellers need presentation suggestions. So, you know, trusting you, you chose a real estate agent for a reason follow their advice when it comes to things like presentation and pricing and preparation so that you're most prepared for the market. And buyers, you know, I think the biggest mistake buyers are making in the market is not being totally prepared. This is not for you know, a looky-loo industry right now. You, you can't just, oh, I think I'm going to go to this open house and oh, I might want to buy this house. You have to be prepared to buy today. This yeah. is not the kind of market where you can be somewhat prepared. You have to be fully prepared. And to piggyback on that, when you are fully prepared, don't be afraid to fall in love. 
Because if you walk out there and you see a house and you truly love it, don't pass up on that house because I don't feel that I've looked at enough because you could be kicking yourself later because you could look at another 50 houses and still be going back to the one you fell in love with and didn't go for. Absolutely. No, I think that's some great advice. So tell me this. I know you through conversations uh, about our current uh, situation that real estate deals are, are kind of falling through more than they really ever have. I think it was a comment that you made to me last week. Talk to me about what a, a seller um, can do to limit the risk uh, of falling through. And I would assume taking the advice of your professional is obviously be one of those, but is there something tangible that a seller can do to try to limit that risk? Yeah, I, I think the seller can, um, number one, stay level-headed through the process. Um, when buyers are paying what they perceive to be as top dollar for your home, they do have a fairly high level of expectation when it comes to things like repairs required by a home inspection or other you know, minor accommodations along the way. And I find that sometimes sellers develop an ego for lack of a better term. And they say, oh, all these people wanted my house and all these people made an offer and I'm not going to, you know, give in to, to these people. They Sellers need to understand through the process that you have a ready, willing, and able buyer who made you a really nice offer on your home. And although you may not be selling a brand new home, they do have a level of expectation of the condition and, you know, if the home is going to be delivered to them. So I find a lot of times that sellers get a little unrealistic in the process because they get, uh, they get a little bit of an ego over the amount of demand that there was for their home. Sure. No, that's, that's great advice. So I always end this podcast by asking my guests the same question, which is if you could give the people listening to this episode uh, a piece of advice, whether it's life, work ethic, real estate, whatever that is, what piece of advice would you leave the audience with today? Well, we have a, we have a motto, Linda and I do, it's kind of always been our thing is get up, get dressed and go to work. So whether it's, you know, uh, getting up and, and doing your thing uh, with your family and that, you're still going to work, right? You're getting up and you're, and you're doing the things that you love. And then, you know, we also work hard and play hard. You know, we work hard, we're committed to this business, um, but we also try to find those opportunities to take the time to enjoy ourselves as well. And we're forever trying to find that balance, uh, but I try to keep that in perspective every day as well. Absolutely. Great advice. Um, for all those of you listening, if you want more information on Kelly Bamer and the Bamer team, you can find them on Facebook um, or Google the Bamer team. And I'm sure they're out there, uh, but they're, they're great real estate agents. They have helped my wife and I now through two transactions, uh, selling, purchasing, and now building and uh, selling. So I guess technically four transactions. Um, and they've been fantastic to work with. And um, to her point, a work ethic like I've never seen before. Uh, and you can't go wrong. So check them out, Bamer team on Facebook uh, and the internet. And uh, thank you on behalf of the STLers podcast, Kelly, for coming on here, talking about real estate, talking about the things that people can do and for just being a great STL leader in our community. Thanks, Brian. I appreciate it. This is really fun and a great opportunity. Thanks for all you do. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the STL Leaders podcast with Kelly Bamer. Stay tuned for next week's episode with Ron Amlin, owner of the Small Business Monthly here in St. Louis.